0: It is not education plus action equals results. It's the action plus results is our education. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling
1: Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling.
0: Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, America's number one podcast for new real estate investors, where we know that finding discounted properties is the most proven path to financial freedom. I am your host, Brent Daniels, Mr. TTP, Mr. Talk to People. And I am telling you this, if I can do it, so can you. Let me open up this incredible conversation with a quote from Alex Hermozzi. All right? Outwork your self-doubt. Outwork your self-doubt. Your work works on you more than you work on it. There is no work that is in vain. And I think that the, this is incredibly important for this conversation and just, just in general. But this, uh, the conversation that I'm going to have with an incredible young man out of Richmond, Virginia, 24 years old, fresh out of college, has that entrepreneurial brain, entrepreneurial spirit, right? Doesn't have a huge budget, but knows that with the hard work, he's going to make this happen. And it happened quick. There was a pause there before his second deal came through. But the important thing that I want you to get out of this podcast is this. We interview a lot of people that do 100 deals, 200 deals, 1,000 deals, whatever it is. But what about how it feels after you close your first deal, when you're going through your first deal, when you're going through the ups and downs and the uncertainties, the inexperience that you might have getting into this industry from an outside industry, That's what we're going to be talking about. That's what's going to make this podcast so incredible. It is my pleasure to introduce Addison Walker to the Wholesale Inc. podcast. Addison, say hello to everybody.
1: Hey, how's it going, Wholesale Inc.? I've been like y'all plenty of time listening, so I'm glad I get the opportunity to actually come on stage here.
0: This is incredible. You know, we just had a great conversation off air, you know, recapping your journey. And uh, really, it just started last July right? You really discovered, uh, is that when you discovered wholesaling or have you been looking into real estate investing? What was the, what's your origin story that is going to be in the first chapter of your real estate investing book that you're going to write, you know, 20 years from now, mm-hmm. what's the first, what's the how did you find, or how did you get interested in real estate investing?
1: Um, well, you know, I've, I've always kind of been like a lot of other people I've known about flipping and that's kind of like the main thing I learned about um, and watching those HGTV flip this house type shows. Um, but really, I didn't know anything about wholesaling until my friend had mentioned, mentioned it to me in passing one time. And then I started, you know, I was looking at that point in my life, I was looking for different options, you know, other than uh, my uh, traditional route I was on. So then I just started hitting YouTube University. And lo and behold, Brent Daniels pops up. And, you know, after that, I felt the energy and I wanted to be you know, a part of that lifestyle and, and, uh, going through that path myself.
0: What were you going to school for? I mean, you went to a great school, Virginia Commonwealth, right? Phenomenal mm-hmm. school. What were you going to school for and why not just get a job? Why not just go, you, you know?
1: Yeah. So initially when I first went, I was doing chemistry cause you know, I, I, obviously the the market loves those STEM type, uh, paths and jobs. Uh, I eventually switched over to anthropology cause I've always been, uh, interested in, um, like languages and, uh, there's a, they have a path in there called linguistic anthropology. Still, language is still a passion, a passion of mine. Um, but then I started to get uh, a bigger picture of, you know, what I was looking at down the road, whether it was, you know, increasing debt, the fact that, you know, obviously just though the world is changing at a very rapid pace, um, in general. And, um, uh, You know, I guess kind of to my parents and uh, family's displeasure for the most part, I had to, uh, you know, try to forge my own path and uh, uh, take a gamble on myself.
0: Love it. Any doubts? Was there any doubts creeping in? Was there anything like what's going on inside your brain as you're making this transition to essentially go out there and eat what you kill, right? You you literally, Mm -hmm. in this business, you get paid based on results versus, you know, taking this path towards, you know, a career working for somebody else?
1: Yeah, right. My mindset uh, towards it was, you know, I was kind of, I kind of put my mindset into uh, like all in per se. So when I, I made the decision to uh, go into a real estate wholesaling, I, I didn't really look back or I didn't really see, you know, another option option for me at, at that point because I, I had tried other things previously, you know, like trying to join the military and, and things about that, things like that. Um, so I really just saw real estate and wholesaling really to begin with as, you know, something that, that must be done. You know, there's, there's things in life that, you know, must like that have to happen and you can't really take no as an answer or, you know, failure isn't, isn't an option at some point. So, and this is, this is a situation.
0: I love it. Well, listen, you're, you're completely right. I mean, the fact is in our business, in the business of finding and sourcing discount property. The key to it is quality conversations with distressed property owners. That's it. And mm-hmm. if you do that and you focus on it and you make that the core function of how you generate your opportunities, you win. You can't lose. I'm telling you. I mean, if you have yep. enough quality conversations, you win. It's just having the courage to be able to do that. It's having the making sure that you have enough energy in your day to be able to do that for people that are doing this on the side and they're they're moving the scales over of where their time and efforts and energy go to and and they're tired of putting it in to make somebody else rich and be somebody else's return on investment or ROI and start being their own right and there's a lot to it i mean you really have to stay focused on everything, you get rid of everything that is unnecessary and stay focused on what is actually income producing, and that is being proactive and having those quality conversations and that, of course is what you've been able to do so how did you what, what did you do to get your first deal? It's kind of interesting, and I love the way that you did it, but i want to I, I really want to deep dive and get get some more information here. so how did you find your first deal?
1: Yeah, right, so um, I didn't have the biggest budget at the time because uh, kind of when I decided to do wholesale and I, uh, dropped my job at that point. So, uh, it was like you were saying, tired of, you know, spending other people's wheels. So I was, uh, made a couple, uh, cold calls to, uh, like through my phone. And, um, you know, obviously I didn't have the, the crazy list, maybe a handful of addresses. So I decided to maybe try Facebook because I know they have a, a marketplace there and it was actually a, uh, for sale by owner on there that, that was up. So uh, I just skipped traced that address and. I called him and he said he would entertain an offer. So um, I went over to his house over in Petersburg, probably, you know, maybe 20 minutes from Richmond um, in that, that metro area. And uh, the property was uh, definitely a doozy, definitely pretty ugly, uh, ugly house. And, uh, you know, I uh, I had my little contract with me in my folder, like you said, you know, maybe bring a contract to the appointment because you never know what's going to happen. That's right. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, we agreed on the price. And uh and whatnot, and and it's funny when I look back because I actually had had him sign the assignment of contract as opposed to the purchase and sale. That's how uh backwards and you know how kind of knew I was. So I I had to let him know that I was going. I he had signed the wrong contract, and I had to go back over there again to uh switch it around. But i ended up getting it uh getting it straight in the end with them.
0: Failing forward. Then, I mean that's that's exactly right. I can't tell you how many times I screwed it up in the beginning. And just the best of the best of the best that I have the fortune to network with in our industry, almost every single person has had this type of experience going on, whether (laughs) not getting the right thing filled out, having to go back, not doing any assignment when a deal was coming. There's a lot of different things. But um, you you just kept pushing and uh, you went there with the confidence that uh, you could get it done and obviously the seller didn't have a problem with it. I think a lot of people are very very fearful that they're going to screw it up and look stupid, but that's the whole way we learn. That's right. that's the whole thing. It is not education plus action equals results. It's the action plus results is our education. You know what I mean? I mean right. that's how we learn these things and now you know what contract to go and present in front of your your property owners so that's that's phenomenal so you got this deal locked up it was probably just smooth sailing after that right you just you just opened up escrow and everything went perfect and you made a bunch of money
1: yeah well it' was funny you mentioned that probably the exact opposite <laughs> um, so i was i was trying to i was calling around you know contacting Realtors in the area and i had one uh show up with with her contract and she was going to be a potential buyer but she didn't like it um because it would, needed too much work then i probably mentioned in my spiel tour, i was like yeah it's gonna need like 20 grand worth of uh, repairs probably needed like three times that or something like that so you know that was a a big learning curve for me um as far as repair values goes and communicating cash buyers so I, i had eventually found a buyer in that area who um was looking to take it down um i actually wasn't able to meet him um, and he went over to the property, said that he wanted to take it and I signed it to him. And we figured, I figured we'd use his title company and the, the title company, you know, probably couldn't have been any worse. They, they didn't reach out to me and they were taking forever, uh, with the process. So I actually go to the title company's office and uh, I'm like, Hey, I had this project with this person. And, um, uh, he was kind of, um, uh, I guess envious at the fact of, of wholesaling in general. He didn't like the fact that um, I was going to make 10 grand for he, basically for doing nothing, he said. So I was like, you know what? Uh, to heck to this guy. So I, I called my buyer, this and that. He said he would work on it and, and kind of, you know, get some impetus behind it, if you will. Sure. And, and mind you, at this time, I'm staying in a, a hotel because I just moved out of uh, my apartment. I uh, didn't really have anywhere to go at this time. Um, and I'm staying in a pretty rough hotel. There's roaches in the, in my room. So I got to deal with that. It's a sketchy hotel, you know, all types of characters coming in and, um, I actually heard like some gunshots one night when I was sleeping, but you know, I, I was just thinking to myself, you know, this is just something I'm going to have to, to sacrifice for and, uh, you know, hold on. I'm just going to have to push through this. And, um, so I get to the close to the, close to the, uh, closing table. And, um, actually, by this time, I had switched to a new title company, a different title company to so to that's actually gonna work with me and uh the day before closing, my buyer texts me he says, "Sorry, Addison, the deal's dead, this and that. He couldn't get financing. He told me, and I mean, at this point, I just remember like like a blinding uh rage like boiling into me at this point, like I was just like sitting in the in the room like on the bed like in the dark, just like really mad. Cause he had sent it at night, like the night before. <laughs> so I'm just like, you know, just filled up with anger. And I was, I just, I just think, I think that was a big moment for me. Cause I was like, is he really like, is this really trying to happen? Like to me, is he, is, is life really trying to shove me like this? So I, I, I told myself, I was like, okay, the life wants to do me like this. So I'm going to have to shove harder back. You know what I'm saying? So, that the next day I, I just was making a, a bunch of phone calls left and right to my buyers trying to get a, a new buyer for this property because I have a, a duty at, to the seller to perform on this contract. And that was another thing that I was furious about was that I would look bad to the seller. And that's one thing that I don't want to do or, and don't pride myself on, especially when you put a property under contract and they have to make big decisions. That's right. So yeah. So I, Called around to my buyers, and luckily, my other buyer had a friend of his that was willing to take on the property. And uh, you know, I just I had to take a little bit of a pay cut. Honestly, I had to go back and re- renegotiate the price a little bit with the seller, but he was uh, understanding, and um, yeah, it went through after that. But there was actually tenants in there, and we had to wait for them to leave as well. And they had some health issues, so I put the property under contract in like mid July. And didn't end up picking up my um, my check from my the title company until the beginning of October. So yeah, that was wow. That was, uh, that was that's a, like a, a sixty day close, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: Wow, that's incredible. Listen to this: on your first deal, <laughs> you're dealing with a title company that is salty. That you're making so much money. You're dealing with a buyer that backs out the day before close. You're dealing with tenants that have health issues that you have empathy for and are helping them out. And you have to go in and get a price reduction on top of all of that on your very first deal. I am telling you brother, like if one of those pop up, most people crumble. If two of those pop up, people will hide in a closet for until it blows past. When all Mm -hmm. four of those pop up, people are like, I'm never touching real estate ever again. Not you, not you. You pushed through, you did the work, you got it all the way through and got it done and got paid on that deal. How much did you get paid?
1: I got paid $3,500 for that one. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and and during that time, kind of, um you know, once I once I was getting paid and stuff like that. At that point, it, you know, I wasn't really concerned on how much I was getting. It was more so trying to, you know, get the seller through this process and and really just freeing up my headspace because, like, during this whole time, I'm like, all right, what if this buyer leaves and you know yep. all this other stuff, you know, could have gone wrong. So I was just glad that one was was finally able to go through. I am telling you, yeah. now, listen.
0: People might be watching this and they see people talk about, you know, $100,000 deals, $70,000 deals. I'm telling you, that $3,500 proof of concept that you earned from pushing through all of those obstacles, that's a million dollar mindset. That's a, I can do anything. That's a, I'm going to push this, which you are. You already have one pending that's going to close that's going to make $15,000, right? That that's And then it's just going to keep going up from there. You got an appointment this weekend. You're going on more. You're building the momentum. But going through all of that, staying in the saddle, doing what's best, most importantly, for the seller, making mm-hmm. sure that they get out of this situation. That's our job. That's what we do. Making sure that the buyer's happy on the other side. I mean, absolutely incredible. Yeah. <clears throat> those obstacles and keep the optimism, the positivity, keep the work flowing, keep pushing and not going, Oh, you know what? You know what? I'm done with this thing. I'm going to just wash my hands of it. Everybody else can do this business. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to be an anthropologist. I'm going to go over there and do this. You're right. And by the way, side note, because I'm feeling a lot of juice in this. Uh, I can tell that you're an anthropologist because you, for the first time and probably... I don't know, 300 interviews that I've done on here said realtor, not real tour, right? There's no such thing yeah. as real tour. They're just <laughs> yeah. realtor. And even realtor. Realtor, even realtors call it real tour, which is kind of wild, but I love that you yeah. pronounced it uh, perfectly. And listen, I mean, the fact is, you found your first deal in 2 to 3 weeks. It's not like you had a tremendous runway of experience to be able to fall back on when all this was happening. You went out there and you just trusted your instincts. You trusted uh, that you can get this done. You trusted that you're going to do what's the best interest of that property owner. And you won. You won the 3500 bucks, And more importantly, it's you went from faith to fact. Now you know it's a fact that you can make money in this business. You know, out of thin air, using your phone and your voice and your talent and your attention and your consistency, you can go out there and find more opportunities. How does it feel?
1: It feels great. It feels great. And, and uh, throughout that that first, I guess, kind of when I was waiting for it, um, I, I guess I kind of made a little mistake. You know, maybe I let my, uh, my marketing slip a little bit because I, I was dealing with, you know that whole ordeal, and uh, I guess I I, I uh, felt that I couldn't keep up, but um, that's something I learned to always keep that marketing going and uh, and snowball it. And actually, the, the the following December, like a couple weeks, couple months later, I found a property owner who who was looking to sell, and uh, I got the property under contract, and it was a it was a good deal, Brent. Like I uh, put it under contract for forty seven hundred, um, and then assigned it for uh eighty five thousand. Uh so I was slated to to make uh thirty seven thousand on it and I was like, yes, this is this is gonna be the moment where I you know I can get I can get clear, clear and, you know, you know, my family or, you know, everyone else, you know, that was uh I guess trying to steer me in a different direction. Um and then I so I send it to my title company and then they respond to me probably a couple of days later to tell me that the seller is already uh under contract. They had already signed a prior agreement. Sure. And the the seller hadn't notified me about it. And yeah, that one, that one like almost crushed me, honestly, because I was, I was at a getting to a point to where I was running out of funds, like marketing, whether it was to live this and this and that stuff like that. So I was getting to a point to where that would have really have saved me and gotten me out of that situation. So then that one falls through and, and that one really, you know, hit me really, really like in the gut. Like it was a, it was a gut punch.
0: Mm -hmm. That's a tough one. The worst part about that Addison is that starts that little weird nagging in the back of your brain that says, can I do these bigger deals? Is it possible for me to finally get over the hump? Am I going to finally get there or am I going to keep getting pushed back and pushed back and are big deals real and can i find them and am i am i doing this right does it only happen to certain people that have certain luck or uh, you know all of these weird hallucinations that we think about and internal uh, battles that we have to deal with we have to silence so that we can actually keep taking action to find other opportunities. Because the fact is, Addison, that one almost crushed you because that was the one deal, the one big one that you were you had locked up. If you had ten or twelve properties under contract, the one that you lose wouldn't be as bad. So yeah, it's all right now building was, up the pipeline, right?
1: Yeah, that was that was uh, what really stuck me with that. You know, I was like, you know, if I had closed a, a big one like that, you know, maybe a month or two before, you know, that would just be water under the bridge. But the stakes are are much higher at this yep. point to where that means a lot. Like that's like 200,000. So that was like 200,000 to me in that, in that scenario. So that's what uh, really hit me. And then I really for like a split second after that, I was like, really, is this for me? Should I just start applying for other jobs and stuff like that? But then I sat and, and thought to myself, I was like, I've, I put too much time into this. I've given too much up to, you know, to stop now. And, I don't think I would ever be able to live with myself had I stopped and, you know, thinking of what, what could have been if I had just kept going. Sure. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's what, you know, really helped, helped me uh, rally and, and get back on the phones.
0: I love it. I love it. And so what's the big vision here, Addison? What do you, what do you see yourself, you know, once you've mastered this and built a team and scaled it, what are you going to do with your funds?
1: Well, one of my, uh, like I was telling you earlier, I uh, have a passion for learning languages. So I, I want to maybe uh, travel the world to uh, go to like some immersion schools, they call them, where you go to a school and they just speak that, that certain language just so you can, you learn it faster. And I guess you have no choice other than to learn that language there. Um, maybe try to do uh, those for, you know, a few months here, a few months there, kind of when I'm away for, for business. But you know, other than that, I, I really picture myself trying to start maybe like a real estate hedge fund or you know fund or something along those lines. To where you know, I guess you kind of syndicate to buy properties and sure. you know give in, give investors a certain return you know on their money things things along those lines something like that. Yeah,
0: awesome, love it. Build up, be that big fund, or go and buy you know a bunch of those multifamily properties and just build that huge portfolio. I love it. Give some inspiration or give some instruction to everybody that's getting started. Uh, What do you think they should do first and what do you think that they should avoid?
1: Yeah, so the, you know, kind of the instruction I would give, you know, people who are maybe starting out is to, I guess, you know, fail forward, start taking action as soon as you can. I mean, there there are ugly houses around you. You can just go walk up and, and knock on their doors. Um, you don't really need a, a dialer per se. Um obviously, there's different ways of of getting deals. So I would say you know, just having uh, and, and being being patient and staying consistent with it is one of the biggest things as well. And from the more mental side of side of things, you know obviously people come from different backgrounds, and you know your family may not be as i guess you can call it supportive of you when you go into real estate or try to become an entrepreneur entrepreneurial, you know, given. But you can't really blame them because that's that may not be what they know. They may just know uh, blue collar working the working a nine to five. So that's definitely something that you can't pay attention to. You just have to understand that they're coming from a a place of love because obviously they want you to to uh, be stable and, and be secure. But um, at the same time, I feel like it's important that you do what you want to do in your heart, and you're gonna have to forge your own path and when you do something that you want to do, you got to take everything that comes with it. You know, a lot of people say that they want this or that, but you have to be willing to do anything for it. Like, I mean, I mean, anything for it, like (laughs) anything. So I think that once you commit to something, you got to stick to it and you know, nothing, nothing comes easy. Um, I can, I can tell you that for sure. So yeah, that's something I would, I would tell them. And you know, it's kind of, there's going to be a point that you're going to have to persevere through some things. No matter, you know, to ascend to a higher level, there's going to be a point to where you got to break through a certain barrier. So it's just going to come and come down to, you know, whether you're going to ascend or you're going to avert. That's uh, one thing I learned from uh, this book called Motivation Manifesto. You can either ascend to the higher level or you can avert, kind of run away and, and fold. So, yeah.
0: I love it. How can people get a hold of you? How can they, if they want to reach out, say hello? If they want to reach out and squat up with you in uh, the Richmond, Virginia area, oh, uh, how do people get a hold of you?
1: Yes, yeah, so I'll give you all my email and my um, Instagram. Um, so my email is walkerholdings, R E I, at gmail.com. Um, again, that's walker, just like W A L K E R, holdings, R E I, for real estate investor, at gmail.com. So that's my email and my Instagram is Addison, um, three underscores W all lowercase. So A D D I S O N then three underscores W. And that's how you can reach out to me on, on Instagram. And, uh, I have my, my, uh, real estate account, you know, in the, in my bio too. So y'all can give that a follow as well to, to keep up with my deals and, and what I'm doing. So it's going to be a good ride.
0: It's going to be a fantastic ride, especially after going through all of those challenges and hurdles on the first deal, still pushing through, still getting bigger deals. You know, you owe me a 50K deal plus, right? You know, yeah, you got to yeah. go out and find me a big, massive deal, right? Yeah, I'm going gonna,
1: I'm gonna to get you a, that. that uh, you gonna, better go for 60.
0: That's it, 60 minimum. I love it. I'm going to hold you to it. This is going to be online. This is going to be evidence okay. forever. To the end of a turn. Right. right. <laughs> right. Anyway, yeah, well, we'll congr- It'll be a good story. Awesome. Congratulations, Addison. You are just doing some amazing things and becoming an amazing professional. Just keep pushing and doing your thing. And I love it. I love the story that you had. I think you gave a lot of inspiration. And anybody that's in the Virginia area or surrounding area, I know you know a lot of states butt up there. But um, make sure that you reach out and connect and squad up. And uh, incredible. Thank you, Addison, for being on here. And if you guys are interested in joining the most proactive group in real estate investing, it is the TTP coaching program. Go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP, wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Check out what it's all about. Check out all the testimonials, all the incredible people that are having success around the country. If it feels good in your gut, sign up for a call and I look forward to working with you personally. And that's it. That's the end of this podcast. What an incredible story Addison had. I mean, so many challenges got through him, got it done and proved to himself that he can do this business. He's going to be absolute, an absolute phenom in this industry. And that's it. I'm going to sign off as I always do, encouraging you to go out there and talk to people. Till next time. Love you. See ya.